This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to this week's Freedom Fighter podcast, I'm Derek Moyer, I'm really excited to be starting this new series this week uh, on overcoming the spirit of rejection, um, we really want to bring teaching to help understand where, where what this is, we want to expose it uh, and we want to empower you to uh, overcome it, so we're just praying for real breakthrough, clarity, light, uh, where you've you maybe been feeling so easily disturbed and upset in certain ways, expecting the worst, believing the worst about others, unhealthily comparing ourselves, competing with others, feeling inferior, insecure, inadequate, worthless. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll bring teaching on uh, the the you know this subject and bring clarity, bring understanding to you that that you know we can be free, we can experience wholeness spiritually, mentally, relationally in these areas. So we just begin this week with a wee introduction, giving a wee bit of foundation. And uh, so be blessed guys. Well Father, we worship you God this morning, we praise you, God, for this opportunity. We thank you for this new subject, this new series. God, the excitement of delving into uh, deeper into your word, finding truth that we've not seen before. Uh, getting understanding, God, revelation that will result in our further freedom for us, further healing, further restoration. God, that your will would be done in our lives. God, so I bless you for that this morning. I just pray for eyes to see. God, I pray for ears to hear. I pray for each one of us, God, as we join hearts here. God, we're actually, uh, your Lord, uniting in our search. God, we are seeking you. You told us when we search for you, we will find God, you said when we search for you with all our heart, oh God, we'll find you. So we're asking you for revelation. God, we're not just going over subjects, God, uh, uh, you know, because of, we've got a wee whim. God, we thank you that you're guiding us. You're leading leading us to go to these areas. And God, we know that when you, your, your um, spirit's leading us, you want to speak things to us. You want to show us things we've not seen before. God, because we don't want to keep going down the same old mountains year after year when we could have been free if we'd have just taken the time to find out the truth. We bless you and we declare, God, your word over this situation. We thank you that you said you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. So, God, I pray for truth that makes free this morning. We pray for light that leads to life, oh God. We pray for understanding, opening up our eyes, oh God, that we would see. And God, we pray, Lord, as we just set our hearts, we resolve in our heart, like Dan prayed there, to, Lord, to receive from you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, really, really excited this morning about starting this new series. You know, the, the vision we had at the beginning of the year, as everybody knows, cultivate. And funny thing, this morning I'm sitting here, ten tractors drive by the window. <laughs> <laughs> like old classic tractors drive by my front window and uh, just this wee reminder that this is pl we're ploughing the ground we're working the ground of our hearts you know this is necessary because you look at farm farmland if it's not farmed it's not going to produce anything 
So there is a there is this necessary process we're going through, and uh, you know, bless God this morning that he he's leading us into this. He's leading us into the vision of arising and shining. So we praise praise God for that. So just to start, it's really just a wee bit of an introduction because I don't know how many people have actually, how many of us, we've maybe touched on some of it, we've maybe heard some information on the rejection, what it is and what it isn't. Uh, so I'm just going to start this morning really looking at um, the spirit of rejection, what it is, what it what it looks like in our lives, and then we'll look at legitimate rejection, right? So we'll start off with, um, as we went through keys to freedom, the first key, remember it talked about roots and fruits, and uh, it says roots determine fruits. And, uh, you know, the the point was that whatever we are rooted in is going to determine the fruit that we experience in our lives. So the questions we, that we ask ourselves through this, what, what are we rooted in? What experiences have formed our lives, uh, you know, as we're cultivating our hearts? And it may be for some, right, we've had, there's been abuse, there's been trauma, there's been parental abandonment, there's been involuntary physical characteristics or features that, you know, we we had trouble with, peer stuff at school, divorce. Some of these experiences, you know, resulted in thoughts being left over in our hearts and minds. I could share my own experience of that, but... I read this week in Joyce Meyer's book, The Root of Rejection. It's some of the t- most helpful stuff. And uh, there was a missionary called David Brainyard. I don't know if anybody's heard of him, but uh, he he was abandoned as a kid, or his parents both died. Now, he internalised that as there was something to do with him. So a spirit got into him that was making him feel that it was his fault. So there was this sense of, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, there's something wrong with me, I, 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 there's guilt around him. So the guy went on his life, and Joyce Meyer write, writes about him saying, when he was 29, he worked himself to death, trying to serve God perfectly in the mission field. And the history was he had received revelation that it, he was worth, his worth was based upon God's view of him. But he kept kept reverting back into this, I'm something wrong with me, so therefore I need to prove myself. Therefore I need to, um, you know, I need to work to, to, you know, my worth is based upon my effort. And it spoke, spoke to me over the years, and I know, uh, you know, none of these have arrived, so it's still remaining open to what God is actually, uh, you know, want to do in our hearts in these places. Um, so, another study was done of these super achievers, and it said about three fourths of them, um, they all suffered serious emotional deprivation or hardship in childhood. Because they felt so worthless inside, 
They worked themselves practically to death trying to earn value. And this is the story of David Brainerd. It's the story of what happens when that rejection enters your life. That spirit of rejection. When I was preparing to study this, just about to sit down and have my first hour of study, and uh, I got a phone call. A guy out the blue phones me, uh, who is uh, he's a friend that he goes to college with. So we, st- we start speaking and he's talking about some different things about college, but he's telling me about some of the things that was going on in his life. And he said he had all this anxiety this day, and he was in his friend's house, and his friend starts to share with him how he used to do things to earn his worth, he said. Like, I hadn't even read this. <laughs> he said, I used to do things to try and earn my worth, and I was constantly miserable. And he said, now that I come from a place of knowing my worth, right, this guy out of the blue phones me and, and, and says this to me before I started this study. And uh, really, at the crux of the matter, this is where this spirit can manipulate and play on our hearts. Because when he, they can find an entrance, uh, I'm unworthy, I've no got what it takes, I'm no good enough, I'm only going to be accepted when I get, when I do, when I achieve. That's where this spirit can totally wreak havoc in our lives. And I know that at certain levels we've all had that. So the the this, the reason for these introductory studies and as we're going, we want to expose these things. Because if we don't get truth and light on them, all we do is keep going round the same old mountains and keep reacting the same old way and keep interpreting life the same old way and this we have the wrong expectations of others, we're reading into things the wrong way. Because this this same old spirit is uh, playing out in our lives. So Joyce Meyer hit some tremendous stuff in it. You know, she mentioned that um, when you start believing these lies about ourselves, and they, they're unchallenged, they're unquestioned, we just unquestionably accept the thoughts like, there's something wrong with me. Like David Brainard, it was my fault. All these other problems begin to develop. Like, the real me isn't acceptable, so I need to produce a pretend me. I need to put a performance on. You know, and some of the fruit of that is confusion, inner turmoil, depression, lack of confidence, anger, controlling spirits, judgmentalness, self-pity, insecurity, perfectionism. So we can see how one spirit can lead to so many other th- uh, things. So the goal is, how do we overcome this? And so I just I want to share... Another fellow I read talked about how this rejection and rebellion formed the basis for double-mindedness. And I thought this was tremendous. When I heard it, I thought, oh, that sounds quite deep. But you know what it says in James about a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, right? Uh, The word stability is talking about being sane and sensible, not easily upset or disturbed. The opposite is being upset about everything, making the wrong conclusions about everything. You know, uh, b- because of our insecurity, we, we, we're we constantly 
uh, you know, assessing things wrongly. So there's such a double-mindedness and instability in our lives because this spirit confuses us so much. I watched a, a documentary about a guy, Rush Taff, who was a, a gaffer singer. And uh, he, he was an alcoholic as he was, a, you know, in front of the camera for all these years. But there's a beautiful scene at the end of this uh, documentary. I watched it on, I think it was Amazon Prime. And <clears throat> it explains what my wee devotional says yesterday. It says, an emerging of heart and mind and will, a oneness results that only those who experience it can even dimly realise. What happened was this guy's inner life was so broken because he was orphaned. His father was such an abuser. He went through his full life reproducing the same stuff uh, and buried his, 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 his heart and mind in addiction, hiding uh, from facing the brokenness. At the end of the documentary, it wasn't even, it wasn't scripted. He was in praying for a, a man of God who was dying. And the man was saying, I want to show my sons how to die well. And Russ is in going, like, oh, this guy's a giant, you know. He's like, he was looking up to him. And the, and the, and the fella said, can you pray for me to Russ Taff? And Russ is so a, a bit insecure about it. You know, he, he kind of mumbled a prayer, I think. And then he asked the dying man, can you pray for me? And this man went over the top of him and prayed over him. And I watched it. It, it, was, it wasn't like, as I say, it wasn't like scripted. It was like, you know, we're putting us all together to tell folk about these things. It all happened. And the man prayed, and, and Russ Taft said, when this man prayed, it was as if there was an integration happened inside of me that's never happened before. What he was saying was, there was a merging of the heart, the mind and the will. The mind was so broken because it believed all the lies for so long that that's what the insecurity and the double-mindedness and instability, that's why it resulted in that. Uh, you know, but that that beautiful uh, picture of the father affirming this, this, this boy, and that's what he was saying. He was saying it was like my dad affirming me. The father I never had, the father who had done nothing but caused confusion. He said it was like he was praying over me and it created this... Um, this integration in my heart that resulted in me no all the drink and all the stuff he didn't want it anymore. I was like that. That is amazing. We we the camps that the, the the camp that we went to Eldridge. This that's what happened to me when I heard the teaching in the new name. How that's where the healing and restoration of God begins when He affirms who we are. We don't need to no longer feel that I'm this wee orphan. I'm a reject. I've no got what it takes, or something wrong with me. The real me is no acceptable. Living like that is that's where that spirit of rejection can torment us and keep us back from everything God's got for us. And destroy not just our lives, but every person in our lives. Our families, because we live out it and reproduce it. Um, so the, that's the great news. So last week I, 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 we spoke on the priceless and a peace. And I saw this after I'd stopped speaking. I thought, oh, I wish I, I wish I pointed that out. But it, it, it's uh, it's good to to uh, you know be reminded we can we can share it. But again, the day Philippians four verse six: Be anxious for nothing, right? Don't worry for be full of fret. But instead of that, pray. Let all your stuff be made known to God. Make your concerns, your requests, be made known to Him. 
with prayer, with supplication, with thanksgiving. And then he says, the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Do you know what I got immediately after sharing last week? Verse 6 is before verse 7. <laughs> you know, we can say, oh, the peace of God which will pa- that passes all understanding guards my heart and my mind. But the first part, you have to work your own stuff out first. Not just, I'll pray, I, 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 you know, like, you know, no necessarily just uh, be anxious for nothing, but, but instead pray. We can talk, we can write. It's up to us to resolve these issues. And then to find peace, we have to work through stuff to get peace. This is what the, this is what the vision I cultivate is all about. We have to work through things before the peace of God can come come back. The, I know for me, how can you have peace when you're riddled with sort of sorts of viruses of I feel unworthy all the time, and that thing then that is constantly driving you and make, you know and make, making you interpret every single person's action through that and become so unstable and double minded. So that's where we're going with it. We, no, we trust God. That God wants to do a deeper integration of mind, will, and, and spirit in our lives, and 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 I believe doesn't I mean there's guys guys I'm at college where they I talk about wholeness. They go, what are you talking about? Guys that have been on the Christian road for years, they're going, what are you talking about? I'm saying, eh? They don't believe in that. They don't believe in and G- Jesus saying, I made you. Your faith has made you whole. But I believe, uh, I believe His promise for us is spiritual wholeness, mental wholeness, physical wholeness, you know? And as, as we work through and cultivate our lives in him, that's that's where we're going. So, but it's important to point out, because another thing happened to me in the last few days that kind of confirmed where I should go with it. It's the importance to point out legitimate rejection. Legitimate rejection, you're really looking at the point that you can't live any way you want and still be accepted by God. Right? The, the, that kind of teaching that says that God is love and, and, and God just loves us anyway. It, 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 that's true. God always loves us. But if we're living far from God, you know, that God can't... We're, we're no walking in harmony with Him. You know, we're, we're no walking as sons and daughters. Um, so... so there's a legitimate rejection as you look at uh, Romans chapter one. When God, when they rejected God, they rejected His standards, and uh, you know we look at the beginning of the Bible. Well, Adam and Eve, no day what God asked, they were rejected. Cain and Abel, Abraham and Isaac, sorry, Abraham and um, Sarah with Ishmael. But then the, the life of Saul, King Saul, who the prophet. Uh, Samuel wouldn't listen to him because of his own rejection and insecurity and you remember the, the scriptures to obedience is better than sacrifice so there's a, there's a part in our scripture but New Testament uh, the Romans one twenty eight says and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient and proper the word reprobate means rejected as worthless Morally corrupt. It speaks of a person whose very mindset, rationalisations and thinking processes have been rejected by God. You know, and, and you look at the things that it speaks about in, 
in, in Romans 1 that those people who are filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to uh, parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of God, uh, death, sorry, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So it's important to distinguish between the spirit of rejection that can torment our lives and a legitimate rejection because we willfully do the wrong things, you know, and get the balance right because every bit of rejection isn't the spirit of rejection. Um, I think for me and my experience of this, I believe God, like, rebellion that I've had in my life was because of rejection that I didn't know anything about. But I didn't know that that was why I was like the way I was because there was things that were unhealed. But then I was with, you know, the, the reason this stuff came up for me, I was with somebody else who I looked at and I thought, this is not to do with damage, this is to do with willful uh, disobedience. That you're you're re- rejecting God and you're, he's giving you over because you you're the one who's rejecting what God says and you're continuing to go your own way. So it's almost like he lets you do that. And you just experience deeper and deeper consequences. So, the great news is, it, God is love. He always receives us as, as we turn back to him in humility. And saying, God, I want to take what you say seriously. When we submit to God, we're saying, God, I'm exchanging. I'm not coming to you and saying, hi God, I'm back. Without saying, I'm exchanging uh, my ways for yours. You know, that's what the submission process is. I'm saying I'm submitting to your ways. That's what repentance is that John the Baptist spoke of. You have to to bear fruits worthy of of repentance. So, praise the Lord, uh, you know, as we start this journey and you think of the, the weeding and the planting that's required, the digging and the pruning, we're getting this new, uh, ex, uh, you know, opportunity to say, God, I, I want to go deeper. I want to be able to recognise where the walls in my hearts and my, uh, lives has been breached, where the, uh, where, where these things get access um, so that I can close the door to them, so that we can arise and shine. For me personally, I, I know what it's like to have that sense of instability, that you're actually being easily upset and disturbed you're, because you're, you're reading into things the wrong way. That, if then just for that, if that's, you can relate with that, you know, it's like, this, it's worth the effort, it's worth the cultivation. To, to be break free for that, to be able to uh, have that sense of nothing's disturbing my peace of heart and mind. Uh, I'm walking in a deeper, a, a deeper, more stable, single-minded person who is stable in all their ways. That, to me, is, I, I desire that, <laughs> you know. So, Father, we just worship you, God, for today. We worship you for exposing the spirit of rejection in our lives. Showing us what it is. Showing us, Lord, where where it gets into our hearts. Showing us, Lord, uh, you know, where where we let these things in. Showing us the unhealed places. God, and giving us that humility that's saying, God, 
like in, in Second Chronicles 7, that Lord, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn for them their wicked ways, you promise to hear from heaven, you promise to forgive our sin, and you promise to heal our land. So God, we just claim that, we stand on that. Because Lord, where, where, where there's been places, the viruses that have got into your life, even if it's not that far back, even if it's just, you know, Lord, certain certain things that's happening in our lives at the minute, God, we just we just thank you for the, the promise of restoration. We promise that you will restore us to wholeness, spiritually, mentally, physically. We stand on that. So as we embark on this journey, we just pray, God, for, for breakthrough that we've never experienced before. We pray for new, um, you know, new, new places of, uh, of joy and, and clarity for our lives. Oh God, that, that we'll, be, we'll just be looking back thinking, wow, look what's happened this year. So we thank you for this and we, we pray a blessing on every person listening now. In Jesus' mighty name. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.